Between Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chris. And this week, instead of our normal episode, we are having a special, what also normally would be sorting chat, but this time we're doing a shipping chat because it is Valentine's Day this week and why not have some geeky romantic fun? Exactly. When we realized we're going to have a special episode this week, we thought this would be a fun, poignant way of doing so. Um, (laughs) Poignant way. Very poignant, yeah. (laughs) Love is in the air. And so we want to put love (laughs) over the radio waves, which we don't actually use for this podcast because it's all over the internet. Thank you for that explanation. (laughs) So in general, we're going to be talking about couples, right? So we're not going to give any like, oh no, major plot spoilers that, you know, ruin series or anything like that. Mostly we're talking about couples that aren't actual couples. (laughs) But we do give a plot spoiler for Harry Potter. So if you have not read that or watched it all, then you're going to want to skip at least the first two minutes of that discussion uh, say that this amazing series is not spoiled for you. But yeah. So why don't you, Chris, define some of our terms? Yeah, so this week we wanted to talk about relationships and things like that that we enjoy in all the different properties that we talk about. And so we may very well at times use the word ship, like to the verb of like, this is someone who I ship means this is a couple who I think romantically, or that, that's my headcanon, is that they're a romantic I think couple. romantically. I think romantically, yes. <laughs> you think romantically, I don't think romantically. <laughs> There's also the idea of the OTP, your one true pairing, which is for, especially within a particular fandom, the one pairing that is particularly meaningful to you and the one in which those two characters, you can't see them with any other characters. Yeah. Hashtag meant for each other. Exactly. (laughs) If you like two characters as friends, you don't, you know, you really find a lot of meaning in their friendship, but not necessarily see this romantically. That can be a bro TP. Oh dear. (laughs) Which is obviously quite gendered, but also I enjoy acronym puns, so... (laughs) I guess that's an acronym and a portmanteau, which is just ridiculous and absurd, and I love it. Another one of those is the no TP. (laughs) (laughs) Probably my favorite one. (laughs) It would be. That's a relationship in which you refuse to see that as a possibility or something that that often other people might ship, but you do not. And so these will be uh, some of the things that we talk about as we go through and talk about our favorite relationships or least favorite relationships in our properties. Do you want to start us out with Star Wars? So the one that comes to mind for me in Star Wars is for sure Poe and Finn. They are a great ship. They really are. And and I think that this kind of goes into a lot of ships aren't necessarily ones that are canon. Uh, a lot of times they can be ones that are kind of quasi or non-canon. And this is a great example of that where there's a lot, as you may have heard when we were talking with Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> For our uh, Rise of Skywalker episode. Mm-hmm. Where these two characters have a lot of chemistry. Where Poe bites his lip when he gives his jacket, jacket. <laughs> to Finn because he says it looks good on him, right? Like, <laughs> or better on yeah. him. <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of, of really great chemistry there. And... 
their relationship for me is more meaningful than either their relationships with any of the other characters. Finn has had constant women in the movies kind of being shown as a possible love interest for him. And Poe had... Whatever her face is. Yeah, the masked woman in uh, in Rise (laughs) of Skywalker. But I really think that they they mean more to each other in, I think, really interesting ways than any of those other relationships. Like, Poe gives Finn his name, and he loves that name. Mm -hmm. And it's like, as he's building an identity outside of the brainwashing of the First Order, Poe is the one who's helping him start with that, and who is accepting and joyous with him as he starts to to leave the first order ship well and interestingly he's the first one who trusts finn Mm, absolutely yeah this this one isn't i totally agree with you this one isn't really a ship that i've had but it's something that i think would be interesting Mm -hmm. amidala and obi-wan right wouldn't they be so much better together than amidala and Man baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyone would be, really, <laughs> but <true>. certainly they would. <laughs> <laughs> and then my bro TP in Star Wars is for sure Chirrut and... Baze. And Baze, yeah. They could either be a ship or a bro TP. Totally. They could be Beirut. Because it's like Bay. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Love it. That's great. All right. Well, we should probably move on to our next yes. series. Harry Potter. First, I'm going to start out with a no TP. Okay. <laughs> I am not a Harry Jenny fan. Mm-hmm. I think their relationship is really creepy. Harry's parents died when he was young, and and he, you know, longs for a mother, and he hears his mother's voice when a Dementor gets near, and, and all of these different types of things. And his mother was this iconically red-headed, fiery woman, and then... He is like, oh, I guess I'm going to be with a person who I've considered, like, family, who's also this red-headed, fiery woman. And, yeah, it's a little too edible for me. It's just, like, bordering on just not okay. <laughs> and then, secondly, I don't think it's ever a good idea to, like, have a relationship with somebody who, you know, was fangirling over you and just liked you for your celebrity from the beginning. (laughs) Not a great idea. Thirdly, the fact that Ginny was deeply involved with a horcrux and was possessed by Tom Riddle, you know, part of that soul, and then is attracted to Harry, who is still a horcrux. It's just, I don't like it. It's, it's, no, no TP. Yeah, I, I'm not on board with you on that one. I enjoy their, their relationship. I know you do, but that, that, that doesn't invalidate these creepy elements and that are just not appropriate. going to say, but you do make good points. And I actually never considered the Horcrux one before. I sometimes forget to think about Harry as a Horcrux and how other people engage with him as being affected by that mm-hmm. at times. Because I do wonder if that has any implication on their relationship maybe she's just attracted to horcruxes it's totally possible (laughs) maybe she just really likes tom riddle (laughs) i mean yeah i guess she's got a type tom and and harry are quite alike in many ways no (laughs) yeah it's just no tv would you have a ship that you do like okay (laughs) and i understand the hypocriticalness 
<laughs> for just saying like, no, this is not a great relationship. But I think Dreary is adorable. <laughs> Once you see, and if you if you're not familiar, listeners, Dreary is Harry and Draco, mm-hmm. right? Once you see some amazing fan art, it's just like, um, yes. And then the past read through that I've done, I'm just like, oh my god, these are just two gay little boys, like poor repressed boys. <laughs> Yeah, I agree because I love it because of the fan art. Like, <laughs> I, I like the fan art and what the fan fiction has been around that more than I do the actual fiction. No, of course. It would have to be, like, <laughs> Draco continues to change after and, like, not, like, during the series because during the series there's problematic elements mm. to get through. But, like, you know, if change and forgiveness could happen, that sort of thing. But some of the writing and dialogue is just so hilarious. (laughs) The fact that in Prisoner of Azkaban, when Draco is had been hurt by Buckbeak and then he, you know, had his arm in a sling and then Potter had to cut up his shrivel fig or whatever it was. And he's like, oh, I mean, that, that also I know. sounds he, like innuendo. Exactly. He had to cut up his shrivel fig. <laughs> yeah. He's just, the innuendo with them is ridiculous. <laughs> but he's like, oh, so you just want to, you know, get Hagrid kicked out. And he's like, well, that's part of it. And it says, like, he whispers to him, but there are other benefits to Potter. And I'm just like, what is even happening? And I saw, like, an amazing post that was like, you think that this is a dreary fanfic, but then you realize, no, this is actually just Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> and the fact that it's like, oh, his wand felt so, like, natural in his hand. <laughs> yes, it did. And he gets, like, absurd. Obsessed with Draco in book six. It's just they're obsessed with each other. Like look at even so at Chamber of Secrets. They go mm-hmm. into the into the Slytherin common room, and all right. he can talk about is Harry and Hermione. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and then his father's like, "Oh, so you must be these three because like that's all he's talked about <laughs> totally. all summer." <laughs> And then, like, Harry's rearranging his roots just so he can keep running into Draco. (laughs) And, like, every single time something happens, they win the House Cup. He looks over at Draco to see his reaction. Like, you don't look over at your bully to see someone's reaction when something great happened to you, you know? That's so true. You, like, (laughs) celebrate with your friends. The first thing he does, always, is look to see. Also, I noticed the first dream Harry ever has, Draco is in it. He later has another dream, and Draco is chasing him, and he wakes up, and he's really thirsty. These are literal words that are coming from. <laughs> it's just, it's too much, and I love it. Yes, that's 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 great. <laughs> <laughs> On that same note, Scorpius and Albus. Oh, no, they're the cutest. Yeah. They are the OTP. Yeah, right? for sure. They only belong together. Yes. I think a really cute bro TP would be Luna and Neville. Yeah, that's one thing that... I mean, like, if they had to end up romantically with someone, I think maybe they would be my preference, but... I don't know. I don't know. For me, it's kind of a no TP because I think that it's better that they don't end up with anyone, or Luna doesn't at least. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, particularly someone on the page, like, I don't think that we have to see Luna end up with someone who we already had introduced to. Like, she's someone who is going to have her own life, which is going to be very different from most of the other people's. And I think that her friendship with 
Harry and the gang is super, super powerful and super important. And Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea that, oh, it's just because there's maybe more there later. I totally agree. But uh, yeah, for me, it's like, I don't really see her with anyone. But if she had to be with someone, like, Neville's great. But, like, them as friends is so cute. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I love both of them quite a bit. I just don't love them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we should probably move on to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, let's do that. And if you've heard our gender in Lord of the Rings episode, <laughs> you might realize that there are is a dearth of women in Lord of the Rings. So there's not a lot of at least heterosexual ships to be found. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think there's definitely still some some great relationships to talk about. For sure. I mean, I think Sam and Frodo, they're either the quintessential bro TP or OTP. Yeah, you know, I see like them those as... Those are the only ways. As bro TP. I think that their friendship is so loving and so powerful that that is something that I really do admire. But for me, when it comes to having a partnership, their status is just so unequal that I can't see that being a healthy relationship. I mean, uh, potentially. People can work through class issues. But I don't know if they'd want to. I think that certainly I mean, the I Tolkien to writes, they would wouldn't. be fine with it. Sam, I think, is a little... has a harder time with that. Totally. And, and yeah, I think that's... That can be problematic. I also, like, I just either see them together or I don't see them with anyone. Hmm. Because they are just meant to, like, live together and be together for the rest of their lives. Like, I don't really see Sam's relationship with Rosie and, like, all of that. Like, if one, it's not developed very well, so maybe if it was developed better, hmm. it would be something. But, like, I don't know. I just, they seem like each other's most important person. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them in relationships with other people, really. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, the the best bro TP, Merry and Pippin. Yes, absolutely. The fact that Pippin is, like, looking on the battlefield for Merry, you mm-hmm. know, is just so heart-wrenching. And, yeah, yeah, I love them. They're so cute. They're the best. Where do you fall on the Aragorn with Eowyn or Arwen? I mean, from the movies, I, I was always like, nah. Go with Eowyn. She's like so much better. Once you get into the books and, you know, Eowyn and, and Faramir become mm-hmm. a thing. I don't know. I, I think I, I definitely saw the chemistry more with Aragorn and Eowyn. So it's still kind of, uh. But at the end of the day, I'm like, she should just be the queen of Edoras. I'm <laughs> like, whoever wants to come join her can join her queendom instead of like, oh, I'll just like join whoever's kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. She how doesn't I... need a man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about her and Faramir either, because mm-hmm. in the books it is so like they're both so depressed, but they found each other, and he continues to come to her bedside until she finally thaws, and it's just kind mm. of not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess we should move along. How about the Hunger Games? Okay, so Katniss and Peter are definitely an OTP. Yep. It's just, there's no point in anything else besides them. Yes. In my opinion. Yeah, we've talked at length about how Gale, I think, brings out the least healthy and loving parts of Katniss. Mm-hmm. And they also don't complement each other the same way that Katniss and Peeta do. Yeah, they help balance each other more, for sure. And it's kind of unfortunate because, like, a lot of people just die. <laughs> and there's, like, also a lot of age gaps. Mm. So... Yeah, I think that that lends itself to not help out with these things quite as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, I really want Johanna to, like, 
for me, she would end up with some woman. And I don't know who it would be because there aren't enough women there. Mm-hmm. Totally. And honestly, that when I was thinking about this, I think the only other person I saw Katniss possibly being with was Johanna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because at least they understand each other in ways that no one else really can. And that certainly wouldn't be a very healthy relationship either. But <laughs> I see it more than I see it with her, Gail, or her, her with Finnick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I love Katniss and Finnick's friendship. Totally. I mean, Finnick's friendship basically with anyone is great. <laughs> <laughs> so true, yeah. I I would kind of just really love to see... Effie and Hamish be friends hmm. <laughs> because they're just like the least likely people that would be friends. That's true, and like, but they've like spent so much time together over the years. And the few times that they are like nice to each other, I think does stand out to me for sure when I read the books. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I feel like Effie's one of like she's a person that could really just stand up to Hamish and mm-hmm. be like, "No, we're doing this." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, only in a friend capacity. Totally. Well, should we move on then to Avatar? Oh, well, before we move on to Avatar, we before we recorded this episode, we were just joking about if Coin and Snow got together. And really, it's just for their name, which would be Snoin, which is excellent. Snoin is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> they would both kill each other. It wouldn't last for very long. No. But Snoin. <laughs> Alas, we had snowing for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, now we should move on to Avatar. Yes. So, I mean, Korsami forever. Yeah, especially in the comics, like just some of the things, again, I've seen online with both fan art and images from the comic books that kind of really explore their relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy. Yeah, that's great. And, like, they were able to write letters and, like, build an actual deeper relationship, which Mm -hmm. I really like. I also really like, as a ship, Sokka and Suki. Yeah, Sokka and Suki are great. Like, I never really bought his, like, intense love at the end of the first season. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. For Yue? Yeah. Yeah, and... I mean, it was, it was, it was just a adolescent, couple-week relationship. <laughs> totally, right? And then, yeah, she, it, the fact that she, like, dies or becomes the moon is, is sad, but... It's rough, buddy. Yeah, that's rough, buddy, which is great. <laughs> that's the best part of that relationship, um, <laughs> is that line. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but I think him and him and Suki, they just, I don't know, it's a little bit more meaningful. The fact that she, like, really holds her own with him, mm-hmm. I think is really great. Well, and calls him out all the time. Exactly. And is more skilled than him. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, all true. Yeah, Suki's great. Yeah, and I, I've mentioned before, I was never a May and Zuko person, so that's an OTP for me. Why is that? I feel like Zuko struggles with being so, like, moody and depressed and despairing. And she's just so dismal about everything. She just doesn't really care. And I, I don't think that that's a good compliment for each other. Mm. I think that they would bring each other down more than they would help each other be better people. That makes sense. Yeah. I like Azula and the guy from that party. (laughs) The strongest couple in the world! Exactly. (laughs) No way. I don't think Azula could be with anyone. She's like the highest standards. Just like everyone is beneath me. And they kind of are. (laughs) Okay, so as much as I love Pema... 
I would really like to see what Tenzin and Beifong's relationship mm. was like. I just Agreed. I want an episode or five on that because it would just be so interesting. Totally. Yeah. I wonder if they ever have any ideas of making comics about that. Uh, I hope so. That would be so great. That would be so great. <laughs> Them together would just be really fun. Yeah. They would be a great uh, bro TP as well. Mm, totally. Yeah. Well, I think that might be it for us. Yeah. That's it for love. For love. No more. We're loved out. <laughs> Love stops at the end of this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Geek Between the Lines. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. And because we've talked about all of these amazing ships and all sorts of couples, we'll include some amazing fan art that we love in our show notes. If you want to join our wonderful patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines where you can get extra content and all sorts of fun things. And we really appreciate all those who have contributed so far. Absolutely. We also want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastel at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks so much again for listening. Next week, we'll be back with learning in the Hunger Games. Until then, geek out! out.